0: Hey, what's up, guys? It's time for another A-Town Stomp podcast. I'm your host, John Michaels. You know where you can find me on social media, at John JohnMichaelsU. Make sure you follow the the company, at Tackler Media, and please go to TacklerMedia.com. Make sure you put your email in there and subscribe. Wes Jason and I would be much indebted to you if you subscribe to our newsletter. That's where you obviously get all the podcast at. That's where you can get all the information that we have. And with sports coming back tomorrow uh, here locally in Atlanta, and I know Atlanta United came back already, but with the Atlanta Braves coming back, the Atlanta Falcons coming to uh, training camp, we're going to be ramping up our coverage of the teams. So you got to follow us, Tackler Media on Twitter. You can follow us there on Instagram as well, and TacklerMedia.com. It's simple. You literally put your email address in there and you'll get email in the morning. We're not spamming you any crap. We're not doing anything like that. It's just literally our content on demand immediately where you want it, which is going to be right in your email box when you wake up in the morning. We'll also have blasts obviously coming out throughout the day, sometimes a couple of times a day just depending on when the news hits. But that's where you got to go to subscribe. Today's pretty simple. We're talking Falcons football here. And later on this week, I I am going to dive into Vaughn McClure had a very interesting article about the breakdown of what the Falcons 53-man roster could be. We'll get into that on the next podcast. Today is all about Corona and going to games because yesterday it was announced on Atlanta Falcons on Twitter and AtlantaFalcons.com that there are current plans to have 10,000 to 20,000 fans inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium for football games this year now I know you want to insert joke here and there was times last year that there may not have been 20,000 people at Mercedes-Benz Stadium after the one and seven start but I judged by some of the comments on social media about people going to the games this year and I, I swear some of you I don't think you want games to happen in 2020 I understand the pandemic. I've been one that's been fairly outspoken about all of it. I've had five or six friends that have been infected with coronavirus. All of them, thank God, have been healthy and came out on the other end. But all along, I've been cheering for sports to happen. All along, I've been cheering for the fact that come the fall, we could get back to some sense of normalcy now i get it there have been spikes across the southeast and i'm not going to dive into the statistics of everything because that's that's not what my level of expertise is my level of expertise obviously is talking falcon football and college football and everything else but when i looked at the responses on atlanta falcons twitter page it's almost like people don't want these games to happen not one word said about mask slash social distancing with all the rioters and protesters, but they love to tell us to wear masks and social distance. Again, that's the immediate go-to for people on social media is it's all the rioters and the protesters. First of all, they were protesters first and foremost. There were people that did riot afterwards, but they originally began as peaceful protests. Again, that's a different story for a different day. The NFL has already come out and said, simple and plain you are going to wear a mask if you go inside an NFL stadium in 2020 and my response to that is go on fanatics.com go on falcons.com if you're a Georgia fan go to the University of Georgia site buy a mask that represents your team wear it stores everywhere are making people wear it and if you don't want to go to the games don't go It's never been a, hey, we're going to force you to go to an NFL game. It's a, here's your option to go to the NFL game, which I would like to think we've been cooped up basically since the middle of March. We've been without team sports up until last week when Atlanta United came back to play. You would think that folks would be itching to get back out and go do stuff. Now, if you feel unsafe, totally get it. Again, not telling you to go to the game. Hell, I'll take your ticket right now if you don't want to go to some of these games and I will have masks on for my kids and we will go to the game and we'll go enjoy NFL football like we have before. Here's another one. Uh, Another guy sounds off and says, bad move, just have no fans at the game for everyone's safety. Come on, guys. Here's what I ask people like this on social media all the time. Do you think that the Falcons or Mercedes-Benz Stadium or the NFL, has not vetted this process with the CDC, go read the articles that are out about people having to wear masks and the amount of capacity that goes along with people going into stadiums. Places like Giant Stadium, I guess it's MetLife Stadium in New York, they've said, no, we're not going to have fans, at least as of right now. They were one of the first states that had to deal with the huge spike in the coronavirus. You've seen other states say, hey, we're on a wait and see. We're going to take the advice of the CDC of what they think is safe to allow fans back into the stadium, and we'll proceed accordingly. You think the Falcons are just arbitrarily going, ah, 20,000, we're good. We'll throw 20,000 in there, no problem. That's not how that works at all. You're talking about people that are way smarter than you and I that are sitting up there making decisions, realizing that if they make the wrong decision, it can blow up in their face. If they make the wrong decision, you could have people that end up being sick uh, and potentially not happy and and maybe even worse suing your franchise for showing up to a game. Again, this is the choice that people are going to have to make when it comes to going back to their normal quote-unquote lives. Normal lives to me is pretty simple. I like going to football games. I like going to baseball games. I like being able to go to a bar and all of that other stuff. Unfortunately, those options right now are not out there because we didn't take heed back four months ago and really social distance and mask and everything else. I've been one, again, that I've said as soon as we got a chance to open things up and we're healthy and things are safe, let's get out there and do it. I want to read a couple other tweets from from people out there uh that that says you know different things um you have people where are all these ten thousand fans coming from are y'all are y'all going to rent them this is insane we're never going to get covid19 under control until we take it seriously somebody said this uh oh really because people don't wear latex gloves touch everything and then go touch their phones and face with them still on it weird people don't wear masks with only covering their mouth and leaving the nose exposed only breathe out of their nose mm-hmm You're right. Here's the thing. You got to imagine folks are going to be mandated while they're in the stadium that you are going to wear this mask or you will be kicked out of the stadium. Because think about it. There are rules in place right now when 75,000 people walk into a stadium. And if people break those rules, guess what happens? They get escorted out of the stadium. Sometimes they get banned from the stadium. And I have a feeling right now that masks will be an absolute like an absolute red flag if you show up and you take your mask off outside of maybe taking a sip of a beer or a soda and who knows if those are even going to be allowed in the stadiums at this point if you're seen without your mask you're probably going to have your butt kicked out of the stadium and rightly so so it comes down to do you feel that the stadium will be safe enough for you obviously looking at a lot of responses on here the answer is no there's a lot of people that have said, absolutely not. I do not want to go back to a stadium. I do not feel safe. And that is your right. And nobody's going to be mad at you at all. On the flip side, the people that say, yes, I'm ready to go back and watch football. Are you willing right now to sacrifice Whatever your normal comfort level would have been inside the stadium and to sit down and legitimately just, you know what, I'm going to have my mask on. I'm probably going to have a little bit harder time breathing here. I'm not going to be able to sit right next to people. I'm probably not going to be able to high five and jump around and go as crazy. John Michaels, and I speak in the third person right now when I say this, you damn right I'm willing to go about that that way. I'll go to a Georgia Tech game. I'll go to a Georgia game. I'll go to Atlanta United Braves. You name it. Give me a mask. I've got masks. I'll be at the stadium watching games. Interesting, and we're going to put a Twitter poll up at TacklerMedia.com. I'd like to see what you guys feel as far as going to these games. What will make you change your mind if you're somebody that doesn't want to go? And conversely, if you're somebody that does want to go, what would change your mind where you potentially would not go? Because I look at what's going on. I understand the death rate. I understand the spike in cases, yet for all the pomp and circumstance I see on social media with people saying, we're, we're never doing this, that, and the other, I'll walk into stores right now and people don't have masks on. People are selfish along those lines. Too selfish to put your mask on. Well, do you call yourself a sports fan? Are you a sports fan? Like legitimately, are you a sports fan that wants games to come back? Are you doing your part? I'm doing mine. I social distance as much as I can. I keep a mask on when I go out to Publix or Walmart or wherever. Yes, I put a mask on when I go get a tattoo. I had to. I put a mask on when I take my son right now to Phatologist over in Lawrenceville, Georgia. I make sure I have a mask on because they mandate that you have masks there. If the Atlanta Falcons are going to mandate that you have a mask, I am all for it. I'm just ready to sit down and to watch football. Some other stuff coming out about the Falcons this week, and not just the Falcons, but the NFL in general. Players Association in the NFL, unlike baseball, didn't have their heads up their collective rear ends. Pretty simple. Boom. We've got the issue solved, and we're getting guys back into practice. You've already had rookies reporting, and at least go in and take their COVID test. I know the quarterbacks, so that's Matt Ryan. It's Matt Schaub. It's Kurt Benkert. They show up, they had to take, I believe, two tests have to be negative on both of them, and then they're allowed unfettered access into the facility. Then you're going to follow that with guys ramping up to getting onto campus. The interesting thing that, that kind of stinks for the NFL and specifically the Falcons, you know, you start looking uh, Thomas Dimitrov has done a really good job over you know his time here since 2008 of unearthing undrafted free agents who make a difference on the football team, undrafted free agents who make the team and take snaps and make plays and all of that stuff. Brian Poole's a guy that should still be on the team. They should have re-signed him a couple of years ago. Undrafted free agent out of Florida Became a really good nickel corner in this league Well now the league's talking about Dropping us down to 80 practice, or eighty uh, training camp bodies Instead of 90 And a lot of that has to do With the fact that you're going to look And try to find ways to socially distance These players inside the locker room Now my thought on this And maybe I'm being a wise ass when I say this But if my guys have all tested negative and they continue to test negative. And the NFL said they're going to test daily until the positive uh, results are less than 5%. If my guys are testing negative daily, do I have to social distance as much? These are questions that I need answers that I don't know the answers to. The second part to that is if you're down to 80, and let's be real, we've been to training camp. I've been to training camp 15 or 16 straight years where I've been out there either covering it with a radio station or watching training camp as a fan, and you know pretty soon the 10 to 15 guys right off the bat that are good as cut. Like, you know that bottom 10 or 15, and that's where, you know, we kind of not used to laugh because I feel bad at these guys' livelihoods, but you know roster spots 75 through 90. They weren't making the football team. Didn't matter what happened. Now with no preseason and limited camp, all of a sudden, you're going to have a hard time finding undrafted guys that are going to try to make the football team. And it's interesting. Like I said, I'll talk about this on the next podcast. We, we're we going to dissect what Vaughn McClure had as the 53-man roster. I can tell you right now before we get into that podcast, there are two spots on this football team, that are really three, that scare the living crap out of me. Offensive line, obviously they were dreadful a year ago scares me what needs to happen with the offensive line to be better in 2020 linebacker has razor thin depth it's deon jones and a lot of unknowns i know foyer aluakon played well a couple of years ago but that scares the crap out of me and corner my goodness it's going to be kendall sheffield isaiah oliver and aj terrell you're talking about three guys that have very limited shelf life in the NFL trying to go out and guard a division that you're throwing drew Brees, teddy bridgewater and tom brady you got to play those guys six different times you would like to have some training camp for these guys to have opportunities to learn you would like some preseason for these guys to have opportunities to learn i've always said preseason doesn't mean a damn thing to me as far as the wins and actual losses go but what does matter to me is evaluation time. And I promise you, every scout, every coach, every general manager is going, man, I wish I had more evaluation time with my guys. Not having evaluation time is really screwing me over in this scenario. And I can promise you that's what TD and everybody else associated with the front office is dealing with. So pretty simple. Would you go to a football game this year mandating a mask? I vote yes. I got a feeling my cohorts at least one of them would vote yes. I'm not sure about the other. We ask you, would you go? Is the mask a no is the mask a deal breaker? Is the limited social distancing a deal breaker? Is it the lack of tailgating a deal breaker or do you not just feel safe going outside and intermingling with people that you don't know where you come from? And here's what I ask everybody that says that. What will make you feel safe? Will it be Simply, we need a vaccine that's 105% safe. Will that make you feel safe? Does it need to be numbers are down, you know, back where they were in May? Will that make you feel safer? I'm not sure what will. A couple other interesting things I wanted to bang through real quick. Um, Atlanta United, that was brutal. That was so brutally bad, Frank DeBoer should be on the hot seat. I called for his firing a year and a half ago, and I maybe got a strongly worded talking to uh, because I thought his style was boring. I didn't think it messed with it, it with Atlanta United's uh, offense. Obviously, Joseph Martinez not being there is huge. But for them to go scoreless for three straight matches, it's an embarrassment. And it lets me know that everything that Mr. Blank and Tata Martino, and all there for Darren Eels and all those guys worked so hard to put together for the first three years. It almost seems like it's out the window already. You go scoreless against FC Cincinnati, I get it. You had a red card, you were down a man. And then in an elimination game, you go scoreless against Columbus, where had you won, you would have been in the knockout round of the MLS's back cup. Brad Guzan did not mince words with anything he said afterwards. To me, it sounds like there might be a little bit of disconnect between Frank DeBoer and this club. I hope they can turn it around. I don't want to see them go the route of all of a sudden they're not making the playoffs going forward, but that's where Atlanta United is right now. And finally, the Braves are going to be back in action coming up tomorrow. I cannot wait. This will be one of the best clubs in the National League, and I'll put my prediction out right now. The Atlanta Braves will be playing the New York Yankees in the World Series in late October. Book it now. Fulty's going to have to come around, but what I saw from Kyle Wright in some of the scrimmages, he looks like he's ready to take the next step. And remember, Soroka and Freed, they weren't ready, and then all of a sudden they were ready for prime time. So I think you got an opportunity with Kyle Wright to slide him in there. And, you know, maybe he's your five right now. But if Fulte can't get the velocity up and Sean Newcomb continues to struggle, somebody like Kyle Wright has every opportunity to move up along the ranks and become one of the better pitchers for this ball club. I think the offense is going to be tremendous with Acuna, Enciarte, add Marcelo Zuna, obviously Freddie Freeman back healthy. Thank goodness Freddie Freeman is back healthy. By the way, hearing his conversation last week right here on Tackler Media, hearing him saying how scared he was that night when he had 104 temperature, it makes you take a step back, and if you hadn't been taking it serious, you need to take it a little bit more serious. Final thing, and again, the Braves being back is going to be fun. Final thing, college football is not far from being here. The SEC still has not announced their model, but it sounds to me reading through the tea leaves that the SEC is going to do pretty simply a plus one scenario. So at least eight conference games and a one game out of conference. So Georgia could play Georgia Tech, uh, Florida could play Florida State, Clemson could play South Carolina. All those games could come into play there. And I think it's one of the best ideas. Truthfully for me, we could go to a 10-game regular season in college football, maybe 11, to help out these lower-level schools and give me an 18 playoff. I would rather see that stuff happen than going out and playing East Tennessee State and Wagner and Bethune-Cookman. No offense to those schools. they got a lot of kids that are are fighting their asses off to play college football. But do you really want to pay full price if you're a dog fan or a tech fan? to go down there and watch obviously we'll keep you updated on what's going on there Clemson Georgia Tech set to open the season on a Thursday night is that game still going to happen we don't know yet I mean the game will happen when it's going to happen we're not sure again make sure subscribe tacklermedia.com throw your email in there get a subscription we appreciate the following and all the love until next time see ya